Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi mate, how you doing now? Welcome all to My Life, Pain and Glory with the governor, Alan Hudson, as we bring to life the daily writings of one of the greatest football players that the world has ever seen, Mr Alan Hudson. Real stars are rare, already, aren't they? Well, they are. They're going to be even rarer um, over the next few weeks. Um, but yeah, they are. They're, they are. We're, we're getting, you know, it's, um, it's, it's so great that they put that... Uh, show on uh, Diego Maradona the other day to remind us, you know, uh, what the game was like, you mm. know, and the, the 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 incredible amount amount of talent that he had and the and the, the kind of passion that w- was in the game at that time, and uh, we don't seem to have that now. No, but the people that watch the game as well, you know, seem to be of a certain type. The amount of people that attach themselves to the game of football to make themselves seem more important than what they actually are and you've had one or two situations there at, uh, at Chelsea at Stamford Bridge where you know a comedian was giving it a little bit large warning and, uh, and an antiques dealer as well. <laughs> well uh, he's I mean you better rephrase that because I don't think he's <laughs> Okay, an, un, an unfunny comedian. <laughs> I don't find I don't find him as particularly funny whatsoever. I don't think he's funny yeah. on television. I don't, I don't think he's funny in real life. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, you know, it, it's um, it's I. The game revolves around, you know, if you if you look at football, I. I would I, I look forward to a day at Stamford Bridge one day, and I was with my. I was with my wife not not long, and you know it was nice. It was a, it was a pleasant pleasant summer's day, and uh, our Chelsea team were invited. So I loved seeing the old my old players from 1970, the Marvin Hintons and the John Dempseys and Tommy Baldwin's. I love them people. Johnny Boyle, I love them. Uh, I call them my unsung heroes, and they will never get the credit. And they're all there this day, and we're all there. And so it's a it's a real fun day. And you know, it's um, a couple of them are still Chelsea supporters, but obviously not me. Uh, but I I love the day out, and uh, I was sitting there. Uh, my wife was sitting next to me, look looked a million dollars, and I thought that's good because she she can enjoy a nice day out, see what we like about the game, is why we come, and. Uh, but sitting behind me, uh, Don Howe and George Graham couldn't be no more successful than them two at, at Arsenal. George, George has won the double as a player and as a manager, and I knew him as a kid at Chelsea and, and, and still known very well. Don Howe, I couldn't have more respect for. They were having a big discussion about football, no doubt, behind me, and I'm enjoying the day on my own. And, and anyway... Uh, some things happened and this fella jumps up in front of me and uh, 
I've, I've, I recognised him, and and then I did because I'm a big fan. I'm I am a big fan of Frank Skinner. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I think Frank. Uh, I I wanted to do a show with Frank Skinner. I, if someone could have sorted it, I would love to do because he's especially we get on the Jeff Astle and Peter Osgood subjects. Um, we could have a right uh, head to head on that one. Yeah. Uh, but then all of a sudden, this fella's jumped up and started screaming and shouting. But he wasn't just shouting onto the field. He was turning round and making sure that the whole ground see his face. You know, yeah. he's one of them. And it was it was his sidekick, David Bedell. And I, I just looked at my wife and I went, what's all that about kind of thing? You know, she wasn't very impressed because uh, she didn't like him on telly either. And... Uh, and it happened once, and then it happened again. And I turned around to George and Don and sitting there, and they, they just flicked their eyes at me as much as to say, what can you do, you know? Mm. And uh, the, the, I just tapped, politely tapped him on the shoulder, and I said, excuse me. Uh, I said, we're trying to watch the game. Um, we can't all be jumping up and down, you know, and I've got a lady with me. You know, we're trying to watch the game, mate. Mm. And he said, show a bit of passion. I said, you show a bit of passion in your seat and keep your ass on your seat. Said, Otherwise, next time you get up, I said, you know, you're not far from the front. You'll go over the, you'll go over the front, you know, because I could easily fall, you know, yeah. jump up and fall and knock you and you're, you're over the top. It was just so rude. You know, yeah. it was all about, it was all about him going to football and being seen at the football grounds. Um, uh, which really leaves a really bad taste in people's mouth. I don't really, I don't know if he understands because he's supposed he's supposed to be been to college and be very bright and this. Uh, I've heard him talk on television. He talks as if he should have been a politician. Uh, no, no, it, it, that all that stuff don't wash with me, mate. I don't, I just don't like it. You know, you're going to watch a football match. Sit down and watch it and. All that. I mean, if that was my kid, Danny, I would tell him off. It's not even children do that. And I suppose if you do want to go and make a bit of a song and a dance at a game of football, why don't you go and sit in the shed with you know with with the regular like Chelsea fans that do want to make a song and a dance and literally do sing and dance while they're watching Chelsea. But well, in them streets, there it's different, isn't it? Well, I know. I, I think I think he'd have been better off going down to if he's that if if he is that good or whatever it is. I ask ask a, ask some management or ask a, the people that run the club if he can go on it half time and do ten minutes for <laughs> a little act on their song. And uh, David but David David Bedell's here today, uh, ten minutes, you know. And everyone went, oh, fantastic, you know. They'd have, nobody would have let everybody went in the bar and not come out. So. It was uh, no, they they go for all they go for all the wrong reasons, and then someone showed me a magazine or program a few weeks later and said that he bad mouthed me, saying, you know, well, it, you know, he's he, I, I suppose it was along the along the lines he's probably a, a bitter ex footballer, you know, something like that. But uh, I wasn't bitter at all. I just I just don't appreciate people like him. That that line is often brung out, isn't it? Bitter players, ex-players, bitter players, talking about the past, bitter. No, they're ex-players, they're former players, passing an opinion about the game. And in your case, passing an opinion on the behaviour of an upstart that that wanted people to to recognise him and see that he was here supporting Chelsea. 
McShane, he was another one, Morning Lovejoy, he caused a bit of a stir as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he, he wanted to turn heads, you know, it was, um, I didn't realise at that time he was a Manchester United supporter, because they, I think that was Jose Marino's first match against Manchester United, and they, they won 1-0, and uh, I, was, I was just a guest to somebody, I was sitting along, and next thing I know, this he's got a quite a, a voice you can, uh, I've seen his show on telly, that's not really that good, you know. Yeah. But um, and then I just thought, oh, here we go again, another one. You know, it's uh, they go, they do actually go to be seen and be, and and they said they start and they start talking out loud about football as if they're football people. You know, yeah. they're not. They're actors, mm. and they, they they should leave their acting, you know, on the film set or or wherever. That because they're not that they don't impress anyone. That's what gets me. They just yeah. make mugs of themselves, and it, it it don't wash. It don't wash. It's uh, you know, uh, I've I've been in the company of much bigger stars at Stamford Bridge than him. And and that's the thing, in that long room at Stamford Bridge and the King's Road and back in the day, it wasn't uncommon for real stars. They wasn't rare to be seen at Stamford Bridge, was they? Well, um, I mean, um, I remember the first time David Webb, uh, he brought... Uh, he, he broke the, the, the little fellow with a bit Marty Feldman in one night into the dressing room, which made us make us made us laugh. He probably I don't know if Marty knew anything about football, but he knew Webby from the East End, and he said, "I'll take you to the bridge." But that, that was nice, you know. But he didn't go there for any other reason. Hmm. Uh, but uh, and then all of a sudden, Michael Crawford, when when he was with Betty, he was. Um, but I've become very friendly with him. Well, most of it, he, he just loved, he, he just loved his football and being around that environment. It was, it was great for him. That, that's what, that's what I, I, I would be like. And that's what I think they should be like. The people we just spoke about yeah. gets them away from their own, uh, like Richard Attenborough, you know, the, the Dickie darling and all that, you know, you want to get away from all that. You want to get away from the film set and, and go and see the other side of life and, and go to another profession and see how that. As as a young footballer, I I as a, no even before I signed for Chelsea, I, as a schoolboy, I would my mum would pack my sandwiches and drinks and all that, and and I'd go off to the Oval and Lords and and watch cricket all on my own and sit there even in empty grounds and yeah. and sit there and love it. And it gives you an insight to what else is going on in the world, but you don't have to. I wouldn't go as a. I wouldn't dream of going into a, somewhere and just jumping up and down. You imagine there being a Frank Sinatra concert or something, and then halfway through a song, you jump up in a in your seat and say, "Fantastic, Frank! Fantastic!" And then turn around to all the people and say, "Who is this here? Look, what a you know total fool he's making himself." And and that's what they do. Um, I mean, Michael was Michael was an absolute gentleman. You know, I've seen them all there, you know, from John, you know, all the, Rodney Buse was a good friend and Richard O'Sullivan and, you know, the, the kind of the likely lads and them people. They were, they, they loved, they loved Chelsea. They, yeah. well, they loved going, they loved, um, uh, don't get me wrong, they did like going there. They liked the scene because it was the King's Road scene at that yeah. time. The place to be seen was in our, in our long bar in the East Stand. And uh, that was where they'd all be seen. But, but they wouldn't make a song and dance of it. You know, they, they, they just go there to enjoy it. Another person that didn't make a song and dance sitting next to Peter Osgood when I think I was just scored his 100th goal was Steve McQueen. 
Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know why Stephen McQueen was there. Uh, he was there. He probably wanted to bomb the place or something because uh, he was a hellraiser. I'm a great fan of Stephen McQueen, uh, and if Ozzy thought he was better than better actor than Steve McQueen as well, and he, he could get the women more than him, I don't think he could. But uh, now, you know, it's uh, Oz, Ozzy let himself down uh, with Raquel Welsh when she came. He had a big chance to. You know, instead of trying to impress the boys, he tried to impress Rachel, Raquel, and uh, he messed up. He had, he had a. Uh, I, I said to him afterwards, I said, "What a fool you made of yourself there." He said, "Well, what did I do wrong?" I said, "Well, you showed you from, you were from Windsor, <laughs> and not from Chelsea. You try, you've, you, I said, you even blushed us. What's all that about? So you don't usually blush when you're on aeroplanes with all these stewardesses, you know." <laughs> so, <laughs> but you know that, that that was all that was all good clean fun yeah uh you know uh, and there was uh, all the until Bedell I you know I, I've seen many many you know I, I walked out one night and I'll never forget it was, the ground was empty and I knew I'd met him a couple of times but Seb Coe was there and I walked out and he was walking on one side of the tunnel and I was walking on, so I was walking outside the ground and we looked over. I actually met him, what I told you about, Danny Gillen, Phil Collins' yeah. man, and uh, and I met him in his club one day. And the uh, first time I met him, I come back in Seattle and he's a nice, nice man, you know. And he was walking through, but, you know, just didn't really take any notice of what was going on around him and he just turned around to me and he he just looked over and he went, they don't make them like you anymore. Mm. And I said, no, then they don't make them like you, mate. So we, I was in good company there. So, uh, but that's, that's the, you know, when you see people like that in the ground and they, they've, they've enjoyed, they're exactly what I just said. They, they go there to get a different outlook on different things. He was one of the greatest athletes in the world. Uh, and, and just, he's a, he's a big Chelsea supporter and he, but he doesn't go there to be seen. And another one that didn't go there to be seen was uh, your mate Danny taking uh, Phil Collins because a great story and a, a great story to finish on with the, the greatest footballer, English footballer probably that we've ever known, Bobby Moore. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was a, it was a wonderful surprise. I've, I've walked into to two kind of backstage events when uh, once uh, it was in Victoria and I went in, I was a big fan of, well, I still am a big fan of Jack Jones. Uh, and I went to see him at the the, the Victoria Odeon, and I walked backstage and uh, seeing Jack with Bobby Moore, and he, you know, he was very impressed with Bobby. And uh, the, the the next time um, I walked backstage through Danny, just had the backstage the backstage passes, and we we walked up, and uh, it, it was it was near the thing where they put the champagne, where the champagne runs down the. You know, and it, 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 I wish if I'd have had a, a camera, it would have been the most wonderful photograph because Phil Collins was looking up at Bobby as I mean, but what Bobby weren't much taller, but it was almost like a little kid, really in awe of Bobby. And uh, Phil Collins, one of the greatest uh, entertainers of all time, and he'd just been on stage and done another marvelous show. But it would, I said to my pal, I said, don't don't walk going there yet, just stand back and watch. You know, him uh, look at Bobby, and it, it was quite wonderful. Uh, I mean, he, the only man that's ever had the World Cup for this country, and uh, 
the only thing when we talk about him, it, it makes you a bit sad, you know? Yeah, it does. But he wasn't allowed in Stamford Bridge when Danny took him, was he? Because Bates no, no, let him in. No, I got thrown out. Of, I've been thrown out of Old Trafford by Sir Alex. <laughs> but at least I got inside the, you, you know. I mean, Phil was in the ground when it happened. Danny yeah. tried to get him into one of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the bars this particular night because Phil had been hard at work all day. Mm. I wouldn't think Ken Bates has got any of uh, Phil's music at home. Uh, and uh, and Danny just Danny knew Ken Bates for myself, and he he just said, you know, would you mind if we come and have a quiet drink in the corner? And he turned him away. He said, I don't care who you are, you're not coming in here. So um, that's that was Ken Bates. That shows how much love he had for people. And um, you know, I, I think I said to someone on the show the other day that. Uh, any man that can play for Chelsea and or or be involved with Chelsea Football Club and then go on to, uh, to be involved with Leeds United, it really shows that they they have no love for certain things, you know, because that's 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 a total no-no. You don't do that, you know. Again, Al, another great example of upstarts and empty vessels making a lot of noise and real stars being rare. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I think uh, you know. I'd, I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to know. I, I, I really. I mean, I'd. I don't know. I, I might have seen Phil after that, but I, I wouldn't even brought it up. But uh, yeah. when you think, uh, you would love to Phil Collins to come in and Phil Collins was the kind of man that would come in and put on a show in your stadium and give it to all the local kids or something, or to build a build a football academy or something like that. Yeah. Is that kind of chap, you know? Yeah. And there he is being turned away by a farmer from Wigan, yeah. you know? Says it all. Uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Says it, says it all. Oddie, Oddie, till next time, pal. All the very Bye, best. Pal. Love ya. Speak soon. Well done, Paul. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.